Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Charge Shot Gamescast. I am your host, Ben, aka the Marvelous Iggy. Joining me, the man who will dunk all over you in multiverses, Justin. Uh me me and Harley Quinn are, are quite the match in that game. And joining me next is the Tasmanian devil of our team, Tyler. That's there my Taz impression. Love it. it's 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 beautiful, beautiful. That that guy probably gets like easiest job ever. Just go make nonsense noise. I think he had a real voice though. Like there was some actual voice lines in there, and it, it kind of it, yeah. Taz, Taz Taz is not supposed to talk. He just make maybe like like you can make something out, but like Lemony he's just fresh. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Like once in a while. Taz does not talk. Okay. We'll talk about Marvel versus we got a huge pack show. Okay, maybe we don't have we got we got a <laughs> decently packed show today. Uh we got some Black Panther stuff. Uh Square is making some move, both good and bad, and we got some good ass Tekken uh for Tyler's pleasure. But let's kick Fuck it yeah. off. Let's kick it off with what we normally do with Justin. Justin, my good sir, what have you been up to this week, my good sir, my friend, my Charlene? Uh, I've been doing a lot of dabbling. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm back in that mood where I can't, like, sit down with one game. Um, except Diablo oh, Immortal. No. I'm playing a lot of Diablo Immortal. But that's mostly, like, grinding out with my clan. Um, I don't really need to talk about it. But, yeah. I have not gone back to Xenoblade because it's just that that crash like kind of broke me a little bit and yeah. I need to get back in. Like I need I to get back in the mindset, you know? Um, Oh yeah, for sure. So I will, but other things have come up. Uh, but anyway, I have been playing a lot of mobile games actually. Um, like aside from just Diablo immortal, um, I got a new phone and part of my getting a new phone was updating my, uh, my like data plan or whatever. And Verizon has something with their new plans where they basically come with, uh, the Google play pass for free. It's either that or like the Apple arcade, but you know, I have an Android, um, which is a bit of a bummer because Apple arcade is definitely a better service, but the Google play pass is still pretty good. It's got uh, some nice selections in there. And so I just grabbed a few of the games that I'd kind of been eyeing anyway. Um, but never wanted to pay for. And then a few things that I'd never heard of, but sounded cool. So, um, the main one I've been playing that I love, and I talked about like when it was first announced, I think in a Switch Direct or something, um, is called There Is No Game, Wrong Dimensions, which basically there is no game too. Uh, and this game is, this, this not game, is so ridiculous and funny. And well done that like it's it's a it's a type of puzzle game that I've never experienced before. Um so in some ways it's kind of like Evoland. Like if you if you've played that in its sequel where it's like, you know, randomly during the game it kinda jumps different genres. Yeah. It's That's the so, concept like is similar to that. Um where like basically mm. each dimension that you travel through is a different game genre. But the gameplay isn't like that at all. Uh, because you're more of a passive observer of the game that's being played. Um, so, like, it it basically starts on a title screen, and you have to figure out, like, the game aspect of the title screen. Uh, there's, like, a pretty funny narrator that's just like, go away. I don't know why you're here. There's no game here. Go away. And, like, by messing around with things, you, like, take apart the title screen 
and find mm-hmm. like another title screen underneath that. And he's like, see, I don't, I don't know what you're wow. trying to do, but there's still no game here. Please stop. It it sounds like um, like it definitely was inspired by that and like the Stanley Parable where you have the narrator guiding your choices to do. Yeah, things. sort of, but like funny. I, I haven't played the Stanley Parable. I didn't. I thought it was like more serious. It. No, it can be. Why do you keep the, saying your name is Steve? What are you stupid? <laughs> yeah, narrator can be funny. You okay. just get through a lot of it. Because I think of it kind of like Portal, with the with the narration where it's like actively making fun of you. Yeah, Glados always rips your asshole in half. In yeah, games. and it's also that idea of like going behind the the experience. You know, mm-hmm. like the kind of the first dimension you travel to. Like after there's some craziness with like. You know, messing around with the the logos and like taking things apart, and like you use a um, like the T from there, you use as like a screwdriver to take apart other parts of the like the uh, screens or whatever. But anyway, after some like story stuff, um, where you finally basically like taken the entire you know quote unquote game apart and like been left with nothing, uh, you get like glitched into this random dimension. That's essentially like a Sherlock Holmes uh, point-and-click adventure game on like an old CRT TV, and so like you you are basically like you are watching the TV, um, as like the game is happening on it, but you have to interact with the TV in different ways to make things happen inside the game. So like the you know the front of the screen is the game view. With, like, Watson mm-hmm. and Holmes kind of doing their thing. And, like, you see the set they're on and everything. But then if you, like, rotate around to the back of the TV, you can actually take off, like, the back plate and see, like, the the sets that they're on, like, from behind. Kind of the backstage of the game. Um, and then there's, like, some, uh, some, like, brochures and things like that, like, taped to the TV that are useful in various cases. Like, there's a phone number that you have to put in at one point. And you don't know what it's for until, like, you unlock the phone um, and then, like, you know, zoom in on the dial pad and it's, like, the old, like, kind of turn, you know, turnstile phone, a rotary phone. And it's like, oh, this is some kind of missed puzzle or something because it's old. Um, and, like, there's one point when you have to uh, uh, move the moon into a different room to light up that room. <laughs> and then there's like a like a uh, spell type thing you have to cast uh, that requires a full moon. So you go into a different screen where there's like knocked over things of paint, and you like create yellow out of the paint, like you know by combining paint colors, and then paint the the partial moon full to like turn it into a full moon. And it's just all these like ridiculous things. Uh, that aren't totally apparent at first, but like you see the pieces, you just don't know exactly how they work together until you need them. Um, and you're even like pulling off pieces of the like the the game's UI to use to your advantage. Um, and then the next dimension you go to, the one I'm in now, is like kind of a Legend of Zelda homage. Like it looks like mm-hmm. almost uh, uh, ripped assets from Minish Cap. But, you know, modified enough. Um, and there's this dumb hero that doesn't know how to do anything. Like, he just keeps falling into this hole. He, like, leaves his house and then, like, walks straight into a hole. And you're, like, talking to him as some kind of, like, you know, 
like the the goddess of something i forget what it's what it says um and you're like why do you keep falling in that hole and he's like you're right i won't do it again and then he gets up there again and falls into the hole i was like you did it again you fell in the hole and he's like wait what hole i didn't see a hole so it's that idea of like you know when you die like you respawn and have to do it again but like he has no memory of the last you know the last run so it's fresh every single time for him but you're seeing the game from the outside so you know the mistakes he's making so you have to like cover up the hole somehow so you can get across um and then you get kind of like so it's still the same style where like you're using things that you've pulled out of the the game to like interact with the you know the screen um to solve puzzles for him you're not actually like directly controlling the character or anything but you get kind of like quote unquote zelda items um there's one that's like a like a glitched hammer and it makes things smaller and then there's like a glitched monocle that makes things bigger and there's a um like kind of a stone tablet that like shakes the screen and makes makes things jump um I'm just imagining you getting an important item. That's not a game. I mean, that's honestly that's kind of how it is. You actually like you unscrew the uh, like the back plate on your hearts at one point, and that drops into the game. And he's like, "What is this thing?" And then picks it up, and it's like the magic sword that he's been looking for for a while. Um, but it's just a very meta reference of like, it was like you, instead of having to find the actual weapon, you just pull it out of the UI and give it to him. Um, so yeah, it's, it's got a really good sense of humor and it's a lot of fun. Um, some of the, some of the puzzles are a little obtuse, but there's a pretty generous hint system, which I'm sure in the free to play version is like, you have to pay for hints, but I just have to wait like a five second cooldown or something before I get another one. Um, and then I, uh, grabbed one of the professor Layton games. I think it's the curious village. Um, and I'm just at the beginning like, I just wanted to see how it looks. Because uh, it's like the HD port, kind of. But it's still, you know, uh, portrait style. Like, kind of split screen. Like the 3DS screen. Just down your phone. Um, and it, nice. I mean, it works really well. Like, the only thing that's kind of jarring is, like, the cutscenes are um, landscape. So you can either watch them, like, tiny in the middle of your screen. Or you can, like, turn your screen and then, like, rotate the video. And then, you know, rotate it back and hit, hit a button again to, to flip the game back when it's normal. And that's the only thing that's kind of weird, but, like, it's got a nice presentation in HD. And I'm excited to play more of it. Um, but I literally, like, just booted it up to see what it is. I didn't really get to any puzzles or anything yet. Um, and then I've dabbled in a few, like, kind of civilization, like, city builder type games. Uh, there's one called um, Polytopia. That's, like, a like a low poly version of like civilization, like Civ six and that kind of thing. Um, but smaller maps, obviously, and kind of more bite sized turns and things like that. Um, it's not so much about like raising your civilization over the eras. It's more about just like filling out your tech tree to get stronger troops and take down the, you know, the enemies, um, civilization. Uh, but it's actually really neat. Like, um, it's, it's, it's very like immediate and satisfying, and works in the mobile uh, mobile landscape. I also, like, my new phone has the, you know, the pen. So, like, that makes it a lot easier for these kind of games. Um, I don't know how well oh, it works man. with, like, a like a thumb. Um, but I just, I play zoomed out and just, you know, tap 
on exact spots because I can see a lot more that way. Um, and then the other one is, uh, I think it's called Pocket City. And it's essentially like a mobile SimCity. Like, you know, you lay down your, your residential zone, your industrial zone, all that stuff. Um, your AMAs. And then you have your, HO, your HOAs. What? Your LOLs. Oh, sorry. I, I thought we were just enlisting acronyms. I was just keep going on. Those weren't acronyms. How's it? Housing? How's it? What? Homeless? Ho, homeowners Association? What is that? HOA. H. HOA. Yeah, those assholes. There you go. Continue. Okay. Uh, and you you know you have to have like roads every now and then and like like power and water and all that stuff to like keep your civilization happy and. Like, all, all that micromanaging stuff that people love in those games. Um, it's all there. See? That's how I know That's how I know that game's fake. Because no civilization wants to keep their people happy. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still pretty early in that one, too. But it's got some neat stuff. Uh, the only thing I'm struggling with is money. Because, like, you make passive income oh. just by having... <laughs> I know, I know. Laugh it up. Yeah. Um, oh, you have God. passive income by, you know... How much res- how much uh, commercial zone you have? Um, Fucking landlord. <laughs> but then you also have to keep like you basically have to have more commercial than residential and industrial, um, because the commercial makes you money and the others like you know consume money. And so sometimes you're just like waiting for your commercial to to rack up enough money that you can like continue expanding. Hurry up! Come on, chop chop! Hurry um, up! I need more money. There might be you know the like SimCity style cheats. Like cheat codes uh, um, that I abused yeah. back in the day, but I don't know them. Everybody did. Everybody yeah, did. it was the only way it was fun because otherwise you have to wait like this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems neat. Like I haven't had a good like Sim Sim City game in a long time. Uh, I tried that Cities Cities Skyline or whatever it's called, and couldn't get into it. It was too technical. Yeah. Um, you had to actually like place power lines along routes and that kind of thing like this this is a lot simpler where you just put down a you know a water tower a power plant and it fills like a hundred houses in the area or something like that um i like that a lot more but uh i've got a few others that i really haven't tried yet uh because i've been playing too much diablo um like the uh monster hunter stories game and i don't remember the other one but uh, I downloaded a bunch of games and then figured I'd get to them in time. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll continue to report on those. And then I uh, I got into the Multiverses beta. Um, and I, I just yeah. did like a practice match first, uh, just to kind of get a feel for it after doing the training and stuff. And I jumped right into a free-for-all match online, which you'd think would be a mistake, but I actually won. Um, like... Having never played this character, I think I did the tutorial as Shaggy, and you do a little bit of Wonder Woman there too, um, and then I switched over to Harley and just did a free for all. I was like, I'll figure it out. I know Smash Bros. It can't be that that different. And I got like it, it wasn't so much that I stayed alive; it was like I got MVP of the match. Um, so that yes. felt pretty cool. Um, granted, Harley's kind of broken. Uh, she has a few abilities that just like just hit like a truck, and also Harley can break me. Wait, what? <laughs> um, it is kind of jarring that she's voiced by like her you know classic '90s voice and not uh, Kaylee Cuoco, because um, that's that's the voice yeah, I always hear. I know, but I would have gone with the HBO Max voice. That's that's just me. Um, 
but yes, so she has a few moves that like are kind of like tricks where she like throws a like a Batman bomb on you and it explodes after a while or she puts down like a um, like a balloon box which can be on the ground or in the air and if you land on it you like get launched um, and then my favorite move she basically like dodges out of the way in one direction and then shoots a, like a like a fist uh, like a fist rocket at you um, so it's great for like you know running past someone and then you just kind of like do it do a dodge around them and then shoot them in the back uh, when they don't expect it and it's really satisfying but yeah then after that I just kind of did some practice matches with bots to try out some of the other characters um, ended up grinding out the battle pass for a while doing some 1v1s it's a really good game um, I mean it's it's infinitely better than that Nicktoons Smash Bros game uh, which I it looked like it looked yeah. like it like I hear that one's getting better but like this is a solidly like polished foundation and it's free to play yeah, okay. well, it will be right now. It's just in a beta that not everybody has access to. So, but I think anybody that, can get access. Is, How? I didn't get shit. Where do you go? You just, you, you just gotta uh, watch an hour of foot, footage of multiverses on Twitch. We'll send you a link. Itch and yeah, because uh, Milo and Ty are all in there. I thought it was like. I just haven't gotten around. You know to what? I, I I get it. I I don't need to. I'll wait for the full release. I mean, I assume progress <laughs> carries over. Because, like, I unlocked a character. I, look, listen. <laughs> I have Xenoblade in four days. I ain't got time. That's okay. Fair. Everything everything else drops. Yeah. Plus, Godzilla's on the game, so I don't. I will play when the G-Man drops. Fair it enough. Drops. It's pretty cool, though. And honestly, like, uh, Wonder Woman feels really good to play. Um, she's a little more simple. Like, very much just sword and shield combos. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of whip thrown in there. Um, mm-hmm. But I have not tried the 2v2 right? mode, which is kind of like the, the gimmick of the game, where like your team right. can work together on certain things. Um, so like with Wonder Woman, if you do like your defensive attack, or your defensive move, I should say, um, you can actually like put a shield on you and your teammate. And like uh, I played a little bit of Bugs Bunny. He's the one I unlocked. And he's very technical, very confusing, um, but he has some neat like kind of gadget moves. Um like like an Animal Crossing style, like you know, sit on a rocket and it, it shoots forward. Um, and I think my favorite move is he uh, makes a hole in the ground and goes in that hole and then like burrows along the ground. Like you have control of him underground. It took a wrong turn, Albuquerque. <laughs> and then he like launches out of the ground, and you can like basically you know punch someone into the air and then continue into an air combo from there. Um, Stole that move from Naruto. But those holes stick around. So, like, if you're playing teams, for example, like, your teammate can make use of that hole, too. Um, it's more for, like, kind of transporting to other parts of the stage, not so much attacking. But it's a good, like, escape tactic, too. If you need to just get around someone, um, you can duck into the hole, you know, go to safety, and then continue on your way. Um, so there's those kind of neat mechanics that, like, make the game kind of unique because it's all about teamwork. Um, and even in single player, some of that stuff is useful. Like, you know, bugs can go back in his own hole, for example. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I really like it. I think Harley's definitely my, uh, my favorite right now. Um, I've got her maxed out the most, but, um, I also have, uh, Shaggy who I don't really like. Um, Finn, I think Shaggy, like an adventure time character. 
Oh. It's either Finn or Jake. I think it's Finn. Finn is it, with the hat the thing. White, the, with the white yeah, hat. It, yeah, yeah, it's Finn. Yeah, that's Finn. I haven't played him. Um, dog. And then I have Wonder Woman, Bugs Bunny, and I think yeah. one other one, but I don't remember offhand. Superman? No, I was going to unlock Superman, but he was actually more points. Like I, I thought they were all Wait, 2,000, thought... but they're not. Wait, I thought all the characters were free. What the hell? You you grind out the like Battle Pass currency to unlock oh, them. Oh, no. Oh no! But I'm getting Fall Guys flash. I mean, it's pretty generous. Really like I played maybe six or seven matches, and I got two thousand coins, okay. oh, which is God. enough to unlock a character. Well, it's not bad. Uh, so, like in one session, I got a new character, and honestly, like it kind of it incentivizes you to try out different ones because you know you you have to use who you've got. So you're going to get pretty good with those few, and then you'll unlock a new character, and you'll focus on just them because they're new to you. Whereas, like, Smash Bros. with its, you know, 100-plus characters or whatever, like, I get overwhelmed when I just look at that character select screen and don't know who to pick. So I tend to focus on the same two or three because there's just too many. Mm. Um, but yeah, I want to unlock uh, Batman and Superman. I think they'd both be really cool. Um, but... Well, if I ever get in the game... You can pl- we can play Batman and Superman together. We can kick ass on the internet. That'd be cool. Uh, but I I do want more. Like, <laughs> I know this sounds dumb, but I want more of like the comic characters. I don't really care about the you know cartoon people. Like, what you don't want to try out Tom and Jerry with their incredibly unique uh, gimmick of fighting each other as their moves. Honestly, I was that I was kind of curious. You want to try that? Unironically, that shit's funny. I mean, that's brilliant. Remember, like the first fun. character. They even added in the screams when they die. It's hilarious. <laughs> the first character I unlocked was Bugs. Like, I, I went OG still, but I just don't know half the roster is the problem. And there's that one, like, uh, totally new character that I don't really like the design for. That, like, rain dog or um, whatever. Yeah. It looks dumb. Listen, the, the, it's, it, it's just like with Nickelodeon also. It's like, who the, who the fuck are these kids? Yeah. No, get, get exactly. away. Exactly. Get away. Um, but I love that Arya's in there. Like. The Loud House is the only cast of characters in that game I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know who they were. Um, but I love that Arya's in there. Like, the Game of Thrones repeta- representation is really cool. Um, I want to see, like, like a Gandalf or, like, a, you know, Harry Potter or something like that. Like He was on the leak list. Yeah, which is he was. Like, you know, so it's possible. Yeah. That'd be sick. I just want this geriatric oh, wizard just beaten down on a little kid well you I mean, shall not pass <laughs> he, that's his like do they have super moves in that game in, in multiverse no they have taunts uh, okay he'll do that you shall not that's that'll be yeah. his taunt you know it's gonna be his taunt or i mean it could be like his down special like he you know puts his cane down and it like shakes the the ground another yeah. side or something like that yeah that'd be cool yeah. Or like the part where he gets angry and like summons a storm and says, "I'm not trying to rob you." Yeah, that'd be great. And his up special will be just calling eagles to like carry him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be just great. carry him to the yeah. end of the match. That'd be that'd be funny. Yeah, there's um, some really cool stuff in that yeah, game. Can, I like it a lot. Yeah, just don't don't flood it with Batman characters. Like if you're gonna put DC characters in there, yeah. put actual other DC characters. Like give me Green Lantern in that'd this be game. That'd be cool, you know. Because I don't need oh, a full on injustice. And, and... I just want more characters I know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. Put Dark Side in this game. Um, but the only other thing I've been playing is Stray. 
Uh, I wanted to save the best for oh, last. Boy. What a <laughs> shock. Oh, so boy. I got my cat game, finally. It's adorable and also very tragic and sad. Um, yeah, maybe. But it's really fun. Like, it takes a little while to kind of get get in, like when you get your little robot friend and stuff. Um, but just like exploring around with your with your fellow cat friends and like meowing at each other and you know rubbing up against each other is really precious. And then it gets really sad, um, and that like feeling of isolation kind of sets in. And you're like, oh right, I am a stray cat. Like this is this is depressing. Like, so what you're telling me that this is pretty much a cat version of Echo the Dolphin. He's not wrong. He is. He's not <laughs> wrong. It's just it's he's not a lie, but he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong exactly. <laughs> I need a mod that changes the music. In the in straight to Genesis Twang, and it'll wow. just like completely. I need a mod that puts the the stray cat into Echo the Dolphin. I'm pretty sure someone's doing that right now, um, yeah. but not vice versa, because that would be weird. No, no, but they put um, one of the main characters in GTA in the stray as the cat. What? I'm not even shitting you. Yeah, oh, the PC version of that's modding is borked. Well, there's already mods of, like, people's favorite, people's cats yeah. in there, so. Yeah. Um, but I'm playing it on PS5, but, so I don't have any of that. But the game yet. is super charming. And it, honestly, it plays really well. Like, it's a fairly simple gameplay loop of, like, you know, exploration and mild combat, but mostly, like, kind of puzzle platforming. Um and it essentially like alters between kind of your like your inner city like you know picking up quests and completing them for uh some kind of currency like the first city had you finding like uh music sheets to give to this musician um that just plays nice music while you listen um and then you could find like some uh energy drinks that were like a currency at the shop you could use to buy a few different things um there's like these memories that you can uh, you can show to your robot, who has like kind of a I guess a robotic amnesia as you'd call it that, um, and it gives you hints about like the overall you know kind of the 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 world of it all, um, which the lore is one of the most intriguing parts of the game, um, so I really like tracking down those memories. Um, oh, I'm sad. There's one I've missed, and I can't go back to it, so I have to just like wait until I beat the game and then do chapter select and go get it. But whatever. Um, yeah, a lot of it is just, like, interacting with people, seeing their stories, um, how they interact with a cat, that kind of thing. And then uh, kind of solving some light puzzles as you, um, like, jump up on things and knock stuff over to find, like, a, you know, hidden thing behind, like, a pile of books or whatever. Um, or, like, you knock over a can of paint to, like, break a window, that kind of thing. And then the other sections are essentially, like, straight-up survival horror. <laughs> As you are being chased by these, like, flesh-eating creatures uh, that are just, like... They're basically the reason the world is the way it is. And so, like, all humans are dead. And it's just robots. And the robots are, like, holed up in uh, in these, like, you know, walled cities. Because these creatures can even eat through metal. Um, 
But, like, robots don't need to eat or anything like that. So, like, they can live as long as they're not, like, caught up with, the you know, the creatures that can eat them. Um, humans died because, like, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't sustain themselves. Um, but, yeah, those sections are really cool, but they're also kind of terrifying mm-hmm. because you don't really have yeah. a way to defend yourself. Uh, you just have to run and, like, get away. And you can, like, mash a button to knock them off of you, but they can overwhelm you and you basically die. And it's really sad. Um, like, they essentially just eat you to death. And, yeah. Uh, the first time that happened, I was like, oh, we just jump right into it. Okay. And you're just, like, running for your life. Um, and then, kind of in, like, a, you know, a dying light way, like, later on, you have to actually, like, delve into their hideouts or whatever and like mm-hmm. um, get things from you know from their nests uh, as you like stealthily um, like block them off from from getting to you like you might have to put in like a key code at a gate to like open the gate and then close it real quick on the other side before they can get in so that you can you know do a puzzle like undeterred by them um Eventually, you do get kind of a weapon to fight back, but it's not that effective. Um, but it's honestly a bit of a shame, because as much as they scare me, I, I like just having to run away from them. Like, once you can fight back, there's not really the same threat anymore. Oh no, this cat's packing heat! <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's, it's a fantastic game. Um, I need to get back to it, but I've been caught up with other stuff. Um, it's not a long game. So it's it not, take you long and that, that's that's kind of why I was like taking my time with it. Like I wanted to, you know, actually, I, like this is a game I want to platinum, um, if at all possible. But yeah, I think it's only like three or four hours if you just kind of beeline through it. Um, there's, I want to say, more like feline through it. Nice. Um, I want to say there's like two main cities, and then obviously the you know stuff you do on the side. It's not super long. Um, it, it, it's had some kind of weird, like, graphical glitches and things like that. Like, it's very much an indie studio, even though it looks great. Um, but it's just a super fun game, and I'm glad it's finally out. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it for me. T-Man! Okay, so my week was pretty all over the place. Um, so if you recall last week, or I was pretty out of it, and, um, I was like, oh, I don't have COVID. Turns out next day, yep, I do. Eh, what the fuck. I guess I'm out of a week of work. So I may as well just, like, dabble in shit that I otherwise am probably in the mood for, I guess, while also dealing with this excruciating sickness. So i just been a bit all over the place with games I played. I've been consistent with Master Duel at the very least, so I'll just briefly touch on that. Um... Last week, I made a Dark Magician deck uh, that uh, incorporated all three of the Egyptian gods, which worked pretty well. And I tweaked it a little bit and figured, you know, I'm drawing a whole bunch of cards every turn. Maybe I can work Exodia into this and probably get, like, first-turn kills with this shit. Turns out it doesn't work as well as I thought it, it did, because the whole gimmick of Exodia is pretty iffy, even on its own. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the whole gimmick with Exodia the Forbidden One is that he's split into five different cards, and if you get all five of them in your hand, 
you immediately win the duel. That's still a thing, but even in modern Yu-Gi-Oh? Even in modern Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, it depends on how well you constructed your deck. Unfortunately, the Dark Magician engine that I implemented, while getting about half of your deck um, into your hand in like at least a couple turns, it's not exactly reliable for getting all five pieces um, all at once, because the chances of drawing into them are pretty low, mm -hmm. and all of the cards that you search and draw into are basically just Dark Magician-oriented. Um, so that honestly hasn't been working well. I'm still kind of tinkering with it. I really want to make this work, because how cool would it be to run Dark Magician, Exodia, and the Egyptian Gods all in one deck? That's, That's the hypest shit ever. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, the game that I put most of my time in this past week is Banjo-Kazooie. Because I've been watching the Runaway, Runaway guys uh, play through it, and I decide, yeah, I have this on Game Pass, I may as well play this again. And Switch! Game's yeah. still fun! Um, it is a bit tedious uh, getting around uh, Gruntilda's Lair, uh, specifically unlocking the worlds, but... Getting the Jiggies and uh, all the other collectibles is no sweat. It's fun to uh, go around in the levels and, like, just collect shit. Like, there's just a certain neuron that activates my brain when I collect shit in games like this. Like, Banjo-Kazooie's a fun time, even though it is a bit nitpicky at points. Although I do prefer the Xbox version over the original N64 version for a myriad of reasons. The first of which... Uh, Anything that involves crouching, whether it be the talent trot, shooting eggs from in front or behind, uh, it's done with the, with the joysticks and uh, analog. Whereas in the N64 version, uh, you have to use the C buttons, which is a bit more clunky in my opinion, but that's just me. Um, aside from that, the only other game I put a lot more time into is the scenario campaign mode in Tekken 6, because I just decided to play that again on a whim. So, for those of you who do not know, uh, the story mode in Tekken 6 is a bit different than your standard arcade mode in any fighting game. If anything, it's kind of like a hodgepodge of the arcade and any of the Tekken Force modes from, like, Tekken 3, 4, and Double Within 5, except it's much bigger in scope. Like, you could pick any of the 40 characters in the base roster, and you go in uh, all these levels just beating up waves of bad guys using uh, Tekken controls, which seems fine well enough, but actually moving around in 3D space with this control scheme is a bit awkward, in all honesty. And it's something that I haven't really gotten completely used to, even though, uh, even though I've been playing this game for like 13 years at this point. Came out in 2009. I did some quick. <coughs> like the story substandard. Um, Jin Kazama starts a uh, starts World War Three, and everything goes to as, shit. As you do. And, yes, as you do. And um, you're basic. Basically, the story revolves around new character Lars Alexanderson, who may or may not be a Mishima. Not gonna go into any story stuff from there. Like. You're heavily encouraged to play as him, and uh, another newcomer, Elisa, who is basically a robot girl that can detach her head and has chainsaw arms, yeah. always accompanies you in these levels. And uh, she does help. Like, uh, 
the AI isn't incredibly um, uh, brain dead, but it's also not doing like a whole bunch of uh, ten hit uh, string combos or anything like that. Uh, though there is one level in the game that uh, I actually do enjoy, and it's pretty late in the story where you can control. You have the choice to either go on the level and on foot. Or control the Nancy 017, which is a giant war mech. And basically, it has um, it has Gatling arms, it has um, six legs to stomp it, uh, fools with, and it has a mouth laser. And um, it pretty much just decimates everything. It's actually a sub-boss that you fight in the arcade mode, and it's super tough. But just the catharsis of playing as this giant war mech in a Tekken game, oh man, it's just something that you have to experience for yourself, man. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Lord forgive me for I have sinned, for I have I keep playing Tetris. I cannot stop playing Tetris 99. Tetris socks. I, I can't. I can't. Every time I say, you know that, that old proverb, one more game? It literally just means one just one more. Because every time I do it, I get better. I now know how to drop better. I I can't stop playing Tetris. Help me! I need fucking help. You know why I need help? You know if I if I was getting my ass kicked, getting 80th place, 90th place, one thing. But I'm consistently getting top 50, top 40. I got 19th place on Saturday. I made top 20 in this fucking game. You know how hard that is. You know how incredibly difficult how that is. When you have people who know Tetris like crazy, that's hard. That's incredibly difficult. And I'm doing it just because I can't fucking stop. It's incredible. The music and then the music is speaking up. I can't stop playing this game. I might have an addiction. And I'm. this is the worst time to live it because I have Live and Live right here. I have Xenoblade in three days. I can't be playing a puzzle game and I need to be playing two of the, a remake from a JRPG we never got and one of the and a trilogy ending game that I'm looking forward to. I can't. I need to break my addiction, but I can't. Why? Because this game is well, so then, good. The and first step is admitting you have a problem. Okay, and and also, I mean, maybe if you were winning, I, I could understand it. But like, well, top the twenty, like, like, eh. like that. You make top twenty, fucker. Talk shit. <laughs> Get there first before you can say shit to me. Make top fifty, and I will give you a dollar. Don't talk shit about that. But I'm also the main motivation I'm playing is so they were for a while. If y'all remember, they were doing these uh, like. Special Nintendo theme events where, like, if they give you one, you got, like, Nintendo gold coins. But you also got themes for your board. And I actually have enough pa- enough uh, pa- ticket passes to buy themes. I have 18. And there's a Xenoblade-themed Tetris oh, background yeah. for 30 points. I'm at 18. So I will stop. And, and, and you have to basically hit... You have, yeah, you have if you buy the game because you can remember this game actually did go to retail and you can like buy DLC for it that unlocks other modes that unlocks extra like challenges. But if it's if you just have the Switch Online one, it's you only get two two a day. And typically, I've been hitting those dailies every, almost every single day, so I'm at 18 now. Once I get my 30, I'm redeeming it for that fucking uh, background, and then I can probably put the game away. Uh, but I am now understanding the beauty of Tetris. It's not that I hated Tetris before. I just didn't understand it. I didn't play Tetris. I played, you know, match three shit. I was an idiot. I was a dumbass, okay? That's all I was. 
But hopefully that addiction will stop. Uh, going on to HD2D news, I beat Triangle Strategy this past Wednesday, Wednesday morning. After a long, arduous campaign, I got an ending. And it was it was really awesome. I, I think my experience of the game... Um, Definitely, there are points where I thought, "Fuck, man, this is take, this is this sucks," but and not because the game was bad, but because the scenario I chose was bad. But uh, I, I, I think I got a tragic ending because my whole point was saving the Roselle, taking him to their lost homeland of Centralia so they could be free. Uh, and we're doing that. Unfortunately, we're stopped by the uh, the leader of the Saintly Seven of Hyzant, and. Um, and I managed to squeak out a victory against this fucker because all you had to do was kill the commander. But you're like surrounded. He's surrounded by a whole bunch of armed guards, and you're on this narrow bridge. So basically, I had to play defense. I had to play chicken. So I was like, all right, come to me, fuckers, and I will pick you off one by one. Because for some reason, on the on the left side of the bridge, nothing came. You had maybe three horsemen to deal with, and the other one was really packed. So I just basically had to lure them in until they were in a death trap. Ultimately. And until I whittled down his health, and then that was nothing. Uh, unfortunately, it ends in tragedy, uh, where um, you think you kill the, the Pope guy, but he doesn't die, and he has one of those bombs that you use that can basically that blew up the dam uh, a couple chapters ago, and your main character Sarnoa holds him off and basically is there point blank in the explosion, so he's presumed he's presumed dead uh, in that scenario, um, but you get a happy bitter ending because you do lead the people and it's like it flash forwards to years later uh, where they're on the sea and god I love how HD2D does water it just looks so pretty um, and you're looking out on the salt sea and they're just living a good life and they do the octopath thing where you get like a portrait of the ending uh, you get that and it was it was really satisfying to like just beat it uh, and new game plus is unlocked and you can actually see your choices, you can see what you need to do to get new characters, so it incentivizes you to try it again to do new routes. The, for the first time you, you play through it, it'll just say your convictions have been have your, your uh, have been granted or something like, something to that degree. So now you can actually take that and go and basically fight a harder mode. Uh, but in going to that, I went ahead and grabbed Live a Live or Live a Live. I, don't, I think it's Live a Live. I think that's it's Live a Live. Live a Live. Okay, thank you. And I have played it. I have it's seven chapters. I actually started the demo because, like, you know what? Games are coming till Friday. The demo's here. I'll just start it now so I can get it. And I started the uh, Far Future where you play as this little sphere dude who I nicknamed Spheroid because I thought I was being clever. Um, and it's apparently I talked to my friends like, oh, you picked one of the most uh, least battle heavy chapters to start with. I'm like. Okay, but it was very drama heavy, and that's the one thing I'll say about Live a Live is that so far what I've played, which is a little bit of the far future, I beat the Old West, which we'll talk about that in a moment, and I started the near future. Its presentation is insane. Like that's what really sells this game. The combat can't is gonna feel archaic even when I played it. It's and it's not turn based, obviously. It's that infamous not infamous, but that grid system where you're free to move and you have to do your shots that way. It's, it's really unique. I've never played a game like it, but it, it didn't feel, like, confusing or overwhelming. It just felt like like turn-based, but instead of you just lining up like this, you're kind of just in a, in a sandwich position. Um, the music remixes are fucking amazing. Do yourself a favor and go look at the boss music for this game. It is 
it is insanely like holy shit like you're in the wild west and you hear like a wild west music all of a sudden you're fighting the boss of it and then it just goes to this techno euro beat show. I'm like what is happening what is going on so I like I said I started the far future because okay that that's interesting whatever but then I backed out because and for what I'm told in the SNES version or the Famicom version rather because you never got it for Super Nintendo uh, you once you pick the chapter you're stuck with that. Uh, in that version. In this one, you can back out whenever you want. You don't have to keep playing that chapter. So I was like, you know what? I'll go to the Old West because the, every, like, my, I, I'm, some of my friends are actually playing it as well. And they're telling me what they're doing. So, you know what? Y'all not talking about the Old West. I'll go to the Old West. And the Old West is really short. I was not prepared to how short it was. Maybe, maybe an hour and a half tops. Maybe. And that's being generous. So, um, and it's really cool though because it's like very beautiful scenery. And I think, Having going from trial strategy to this, I think HD2D works the best when you don't have access to the camera. Because when you turn the camera in trial strategy, you can see all the flaws and it just doesn't look right in this game because it's a set camera and it can set how everything you want without worrying about changing anything. It works the best. Its its presentation is, is bar none anything else. And if this is, it's only going to get better from here. Um, but the cool thing about the, the, uh, the Wild West one is that you are... A, the Sundown Kid, that's the default name. You change it where you want, but I nipped the Sundown Kid because that's a, that's a badass outlaw name, the Sundown Kid. Um, and you pretty much stroll into town. You're wanted, but there's another gang that's causing causing even more trouble, and you basically fuck up their day. So, like, we're going to come back and cause you problems. So, a, a bounty hunter who is chasing you comes into town and agrees to help you, and you basically have to scour the town for resources and you set traps, and you and and if you don't set traps, then you have to fight like a whole mu- like a lot more bad guys. So it's like a, think of it as a challenger thing. Um, and you only have like seven like it, it's like seven uh, bells. So like you'll see a little graph at the top right, and it'll go dong one bell bong. And it's like, I can't remember exactly how long the Indian time is, but it has a, uh, a lot of tension. And then you and then so like I, I initially tried it where. Um, you have to get the resources, and then after you get all the resources, you give it to the people, and then the people have to then go out to the town and lay the traps. What the game also tells you this, but certain traps take longer. So if you like, I don't know, lays it around or something, or couldn't find something, or whatever, and you only have two hours left, you're not going to get all the traps built, which is what happened to me in my first playthrough and my first time. And I had like nine enemies to fight at once. Um, it was insane, and it was, and I died. Um, the good news is, though, this game has a little mechanic where if you take out the boss, uh, the 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 boss of that battle, all the other enemies will will die as a result, and you won't have to worry about that. The, the thing is getting to it. Low varying bosses. Yeah, um, and in in in, um, you won't have to worry about that, and it's. Now I'm in the near future. I was like, which one do I do next? Imperial China. I want. I know there's a pro wrestling one, but I didn't want to do that one just yet. That one's. I think. I think that's the present day. Um, I thought about doing um, the prehistoric one, but TVG was streaming that on Thursday. So like, let me do the far future. Let me do the near future. And you basically play as this kid with Psyoc powers. You actually get an anime opening called Go Go. I think it's. Hold on. I have it written down here. Um... Oh fuck! I just had it. Go, steal, Titan, go. Where like, um, you, you, it's it revolves around this giant mech that this Doc Brown analog has built. 
Um, and I'm gonna link y'all a, a clip that I I, I I captured on my Switch earlier today of the funniest electrocution moment in video games. <laughs> so much so I had to stop playing for a while because I couldn't stop laughing at it. Um, but like this, the the, the unique thing about this kid, uh, his you can, his default name is Akira, which is like I'm never gonna change Akira. That's a great name. Um, and uh, he can read minds. <laughs> yeah, it's just it just keeps going and going and going. Uh, and he can read minds and and like there's basically like uh, gangs running around that you have to fight. Um, and then also you get a turtle, you get a turtle mech because this this your friend. I think it's your sister. Your sister's turtle is dying, so the sign that scientist gets a, a get transports his consciousness into the turtle mech for whatever reason. I don't know why, but or just to, just so he, the turtle can live. And you, all of a sudden, you just have a turtle mech friend joining with you. Um, it's 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 not like I think some people might be disappointed because the gameplay is a little bit archaic. But I think because I don't want to say certain things because it's some things you just have to see. The presentation more than makes up for it. Like it's not bad to play. It's not old school enough to play, or it doesn't feel that old school to play. It's just when you're in combat, it's a lot slower than I think what most people are used to. But I think everything else around it will make people fall in love with it. the The settings, the sprite work, the the remix music. Um, I'm really curious to see how these are connected because I asked TVG like, do these stories connect somehow? And he goes. Without telling me why, he goes yes. So I, I don't know what they are. I didn't know what the th- what the through line is, um, but I'm curious um, uh, what it is. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. I'm I'm really happy with it. Like, and and the fact that Dragon Quest Three is is the next two D HD remake we're gonna get. I I really and I think um, I don't know if that 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 Tactics Orium is gonna be HD two D. It kind of looked like it did, but I don't know if it's using the exact same thing, or if it's just in, like something from the PSP days. But I really hope, like, I said this in my friend's Discord, like, Square has a fucking goldmine with this style. Like, like, seriously, they could take a lot of their old games and just put them in this style and give them new life. Because now more people are able to play this, this, this game that inspired so many others that we didn't know about to now. And it's fantastic. I think we brought this um, up before, but would you want a Chrono Trigger remake in that style? I would only accept a Chrono Trigger remake in this style because I Agreed. wouldn't want it 3D because it it would just it would just look like Dragon Quest Eleven, which isn't bad, but um, it 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 just looks too similar. Versus it, th- putting in this remake, you keep the sprites, you just make the backgrounds look a lot better, and God, plus that, you could have slightly the... different art styles for each time period, kind of like this does. Exactly, yeah. Um, which is something you couldn't do with the Super Nintendo, which is pretty much just slightly different you know, locales, which is fine. It's so great, but it'd be like a nice little little touch they could do. Um, that would be the only only way I, I would accept a Chrono Trigger remake because I, I, as I am on team, no Chrono Trigger remake, if it did happen, this would be the only way. No 3D remake at all. Like, the just same battle system. You know, I don't like, I don't even think you need to update the combat mechanics or anything uh, since the DS version perfected all that. Um... You know, so that would, that would be the only way. Uh, I think I uh, Far Cry. I'm getting into Far Cry. That's the last thing I played. Um, <laughs> that game is still insanely fun. I'm literally near the end. Like I, I'm, I'm right at like I have to do like a couple more missions before I beat the the third area, um, and then I get to do the final area, which is Joseph Seed. 
Uh, I kind of want to check out New Dawn, which I think is the the sequel to the to this game, where it's like a direct follow up <laughs> to it. So if I ever see that game cheap enough, which I have, I might I might give that a try because I like want to. I know. I know. I don't know. Yeah, because the because um, I know the story ends. The 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 nukes nukes go off at the end of, at the end of Far Cry Five. Um, so New Dawn takes place in that same area, but it's like nuclear, like po- like wait, I don't know how long it is. Um, and you can, and from what I, I understand, you can even find your old character in there um, with a certain somebody else. Um, but yeah, uh, that's all I've been playing this week. A lot of HD two D stuff. I didn't anticipate to be playing Triangle Strategy all the way into July, but at least I beat it. Um, that's that's what I'll say. Um, and then we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about the news. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Chart Shot Games Cast. It is now time for our news presentation, uh, and we're going to open up with something that came out right as we were doing the Games Cast last week. But that is the Tekken Bloodline trailer. And Tyler, haven't you seen this one first? And you're the Tekken person of our team. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, so this trailer um, is has a bit more to it than uh, the first announcement one. Like, for one thing, we actually have a release date uh, for uh, the series going forward. Uh, August 18th, I believe it is. And uh, we actually have a more accurate representation of uh, the character's moves that you see in the game. You see um, the double axe kick from Heihachi. Um, you see uh, the twin pistons from Jin here. And uh, we have uh, some more characters. Um, obviously, we see Leroy Smith and Fang Wei, which are from later Tekken games. Uh, this show takes place in the Tekken 3 era, so it, it is kind of a bit jar- jarring, but also a welcome change. We also see Julia Chang, who also uh, made her first appearance in Tekken 3, but she's sporting her Tekken 7 attire, which is a welcome change in my opinion. Uh, I feel like that between that and her original costume, that's probably... Um, the better one. I also like uh, Jin's jacket here. Um, really matches with his uh, flame pants. Uh, I don't know what exactly to expect from this. It's definitely not going to be a straight retelling of Tekken 3, but I am curious to see how they go about this. And of course, making Nina an important character is a huge plus. I am all about that. It looks fantastic. It I, looks I, great. I really- I really like how it looks. Um, yeah, I like to see. I like the. I, I do like that they added like Leroy. It's, it reminds. It reminded me of like what Mortal Kombat did when they did the reboots. Were like, wait, why? Why is? Why is Katana here? You weren't in Mortal Kombat one. What is this bull? It's just something you just have to. They were. I like always... to imagine that Leroy is so well traveled that he could have entered the King of Iron Fist tournament three, but didn't. Yeah, he was there. I like to think of as he was there. You just didn't see him. That that that's that's hot. That's how I put. That's how I put it. Um, I think it looks really cool, and I think like how it. Um, uh, I like how, I like that how the fighting looks extremely visceral, like how Tekken can be in the games. Yeah, it's a nice blend of uh, the traditional three D graphics from the games and um, more uh, anime style. Like it's a nice blend, I think. Interesting that they're doing from Tekken Three and not like seeing the rise of of, of, of Mishi or Kazuya defeats Hayachi and then and then 
has to yeah, we've seen it. we've seen that multiple times though. Um, Tekken okay. Three is one of those games that we barely get any representation from these days. Heck, we don't even get any uh, straight ports from it anymore. The only exception being uh, the PS Mini, which doesn't count because that thing fucking sucks. Uh, so, and Tekken Three is one of my favorite games ever. So, seeing a different adaptation of it on like a show format is exciting to me. Cool. All right, let's moving on to some sour news. Unfortunately, uh, Final Fantasy uh, or Square Enix backs Bitcoin gaming startup Zetabi in thirty-five million dollar round. Um, uh, they raise uh, another thirty-five million to power in-game payments via the Lightning Network. Ha, cute guys. Um, and the gaming giant is on board. Um, a lot of crypto game activity is taking place on the Ethereum or Solana ecosystems. Uh, Zebedee has consistently banged the drum for Bitcoin over the last couple of years now. The gaming startup, uh, not the gaming startup, has raised freshly has raised fresh funding. Jesus Christ! With a surprising gaming giant in the mix, Square Enix, publisher of Final Fantasy, they announced today a thirty-five million dollars Series B funding round led by what Kingsway Capital, which includes participation from Square Enix. And the Rain Group plus existing ZW investors in Israel Capital and Lake Star. Don't know what those mean. Uh, let's see. Pla- ZW platform makes it possible for game developers to build in micropayments via Lightning Work, which is built on Bitcoin. Game studios can offer small amounts of Bitcoin as rewards for playing games. As the fucking there we go. And the fr- and the firm provides an application programming interface API for developers to implement the tech and an app for gamers to access their Bitcoin rewards. In early 2021, ZW showcased the technology by launching special viewers for Valve's popular online shooter, uh, CSGO, letting players wager and win Bitcoin rewards for competing in online matches. Jesus fucking Christ. According to the company, the average size of transaction on the platform is 0.08 worth of Bitcoin via the Lightning Network. Um, ZW previously raised, uh, uh, raised a series of 11.5 million in September 2021. And the company said it has thus far raised $50 million in total. The firm claimed in a press release that its user's base has grown tenfold since this uh, Series A round. Um, and, of course, this is uh, basically goes on to mention Ubisoft, its, its acquisition. So this is, um, they're really doing this, huh? They're, they're, they're going full crypto bros on us. Returning in the Shinra. <laughs> you, either, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become Shinra. Was Square ever the hero after Final Fantasy XIII? I don't think so. Um, Fair enough. I mean, fourteen was a global phenomenon. Uh, Is a global phenomenon. Outlier. Uh, (laughs) You could call that an outlier. Um, So, I don't know. Everybody knows my feeling on Bitcoin. Um, NFTs, all 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 this crypto shit. Um, be careful, the government's coming after a few... I think they're already coming after people with, like, crypto shit by, like, making it regulated. Um, you have to file that shit now. Have fun, crypto bros. Um, fuck cryptocurrency. There you go. Uh, and on the heels of San Diego Comic-Con, um, and the very beautiful and powerful Black Panther trailer, we get some rumors going around, because I'm gonna say this is rumors, I'm not gonna, uh, this is not confirmed by anybody, but this is a rumor. Uh, a Black Panther game is supposedly in development. It's titled Project Rainier. It's going to be developed by Studio Headline by exec, uh, ex-monolith Ke- Vice President Kevin Stevens and published by EA. It's an open-world single-player game 
where the player becomes the new Black Panther and is still early in development. A Black Panther game. Um, which, Long overdue. Yeah, I would say that. Um, they'll mention if you're gonna if the character is going to be T'Challa becoming Black Panther, or if it's going to be a character you can create to become the Black Panther. Uh, considering that topic is very hot as of recently because of the uh, uh, of Wakanda Forever coming out later this year. Yeah, I'd totally be down for it. Black Panther is a super dope hero that deserves his own action game if uh, Spider-Man or Batman uh, can get solid action games as well. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I, I, I hope it's T'Challa. I honestly hope that they have Christopher yeah. Judge voice him again. I thought he did a really good job in Avengers and, you know, did not get the the credit he deserved in that game. Well, yeah, get credit for this. I, yeah, I don't think that's his fault. I think it's just the mire that surrounds that game. Right, but I'm saying, like, he deserves another chance. True. But yeah, I think um, that'd be awesome. Like, I don't know about an open-world Black Panther game just because, like, his um, his traversal methods might not lend to like these big you know like vast uh environments unless there's like vehicles but i have vehicles i love the idea of like let's say maybe a you know black panther versus namor type conflict like in video game form yeah uh again solar development so we don't even know like how like whether this will happen because as you know things can start and then they just go nowhere as we see many times in the video game history, but I think we're all rooting for it um, just let it beat the child that's all I ask you know um, the movie's not going to do that so at least let the game let, 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 let it beat the child in the game Wakanda um, forever yeah go watch the trailer again because Jesus Christ that trailer was incredible um okay not much to talk about there but it, it's it's out there um and continuing, uh, we talked about this several weeks ago, but now we have an official release date. Tactics Reborn, uh, Tactics Ogre Reborn, uh, is listed for November 11th. Uh, it's going to be, it's coming out on PS4 and PS5. It's going to offer improved visuals and sound. And it's going to have um, revamped AI, a unit-by-unit unit level system, which I believe, as I scroll through the comments, in the old game, it was pretty much you have to level up by class, which makes... Which meant a lot of heavy grinding, so now it's pretty much just every levels up, which cuts out that problem. Uh, and then it's gonna have fully, uh, uh, he's gonna have faster battles, auto saves, pretty much the standard for any remakes of old games. And it's gonna have uh, fully voiced cutscenes. So uh, I think that's I'm not a tactics ogre fan, but I think it's pretty cool that they're bringing it back. Yeah, it's neat. Did they? Um, and so then, they still didn't say if this is like a new game or a remake. I mean, I guess it's a remake. I, it says here it, it's based on the 2010 release. So yeah, it's it, yeah. I would say it is a new game in the sense that it's a remake of an old game. So okay. Because I mean, we haven't gotten a new game in quite a while, um, and it's not it it is it is not just going to be a PlayStation exclusive. It's a multi-platform release, so this is also coming to PC as okay. well. Okay. Uh, the unparalleled details of the characters and backgrounds from the original Tactics Ogre have been painstakingly rec- recreated in high definition. So it sounds like it's a remake of the first game, um, but based on okay. the 2010 version from the 
PSP? PS Vita? One of those. Probably, probably, probably Vita. Probably Vita, because I think the Vita was out by that point. Could be. I think um, the Vita was out in 2011, actually. But point is, hmm. maybe if this does well enough, yeah. it'll actually convince them to make a new game. Yeah. Well, um, as, as we know, just because this one sells well, it just means that they could probably sell more remakes on a new game. We'll see. You never know. We'll never know. Lord knows Dark Talkers fans have been living that pain for the past 15 years. Um, but hey, that's cool. It's coming out in November. Uh, so strategy RPG fans, you're eating well this year. Um, <laughs> and uh, we got, as we talked about multiverses earlier today, we got to talk about several new characters that got announced, and uh, but one, I think only one of them in the, is in this trailer. The rumors were true. LeBron James, the GOAT, that's where I said it, the GOAT himself is going to be in multiverses. I'd like to say, on the record, I call this as a joke. Um, so, you, I think I think you did, yeah. So, I, I want to say that for the first time in fighting game history, in, in competitive game history, you can literally dunk on your friends with LeBron James. And I might main LeBron just to do that. Hell yeah. That is, that is, that is too funny. And, and just looking at his, uh, um... His, uh, his 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 battle his attacks it's a little weird um i won't lie it's a little stiff at points um but it's hilarious otherwise like i it's so it's surreal like i can't tell what's more surreal lebron james in 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 this game or or minecraft steve in smash brothers i can't tell what's more surreal i think minecraft steve is weirder because that's a third party character with like all of those other nintendo characters whereas like i mean lebron's a goofy choice but like he's a human it is a wb character and um uh, after the Space Jam movie, like the you know second LeBron Space James Jam movie, by which this is clearly based on, it's not that surprising that he's up here with like Looney Tunes and stuff. Like that's not that weird. It's it's still weird. It's still weird. Um, I think it's fun, and also I and also to mention Rick and Morty. I think got announced as well. No trailer hey. for them. You actually see uh, the Rick and Morty stage in this trailer with the floating yes. heads that say, show me what you got. It's the one thing I remember from season one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he comes out on the 26th. He comes out tomorrow. Um, yeah, this, this, and I'm even looking, I haven't really looked at this game too much, to be honest with you. Um, too much other stuff's going on right now. But... Yeah, this this roster could be even crazier than Smash Brothers. Uh, it in could honesty. be. It has potential. Um. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. It, was that the only other character that wasn't that was that we heard about was Rick and Morty? There was no other characters. Yep. They only announced uh, LeBron, Rick and Morty, and that's about it. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's all the news. We didn't have a lot of news this week. Uh, at least I don't think I missed anything. No, I talked about Tekken. Okay, yeah, no, that, that's everything. Um, or Justin, did I miss something? No, you're good. No, I don't, I don't think. Okay, all right. 
Uh, we're going to move on to our last bunch of shows. So this is going to be shorter show than usual, but hey, look, listen, it's hot. We all want to get back to what we were doing. Um, yeah. Forgive us. Um, so uh, we are at the midpoint. We are way, We are now a month past the midpoint of the year, so I thought it would be fun to talk about uh, not games of the year quite, but like games that have made an imp- that we've played this year that like have made an impact on us that like w- that are standouts. Um, so I'm gonna let the let the mic let the floor be open. Who wants to go first? Talk about a game that came out um, this year that either surprised you or that hooked you. Or actually, I meant to pull up a list of like the releases so far, and I forgot to do that. So start mm-hmm. with Ty, and I'm gonna look up a list so I can have it on screen. Tyler. Uh, mine is pretty fucking predictable. Um, it's gonna be Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel for me. Like, I find myself playing this game every day, and I never thought I would, um, just see myself playing this free-to-play Yu-Gi-Oh! game almost every day at this point. Was that this year? But, it's, yeah, it was the beginning of January, and it shadow dropped out of nowhere, and I've just been playing it ever since. Yeah, I know, because y'all wouldn't fucking stop. Hey, Ben, you should play. Hey, Ben, you should play. And now I did. So shut up. I made you two decks out of it. And uh, it was I pretty fun. Uh, it was pretty fun all the times that we played. And we should get around to doing that again. Um, all the events have been fun so far. There's lots of uh, unique ones that we've done. Uh, the latest one being the no extra deck stipulation, which has been pretty fun, all things considered. And there was also the uh, limited to one stipulation, the synchro only festival, the XEs, the fusion festivals. All that shit's fun. And uh, I barely had any disconnects aside from like a few Wi Fi warriors. And uh, playing with friends is always a blast. You know, not having the luxury of going out because of the pandemic to play Yu Gi Oh! in real life, just being able to play online with friends in this game. Uh, with um, this incredibly uh, new UI and uh, a more a more straightforward way of playing the game, it's just there's just no better time to get into this game. I feel like it's just been fun, man. Like I really love this game, and I see myself playing this more and more as the year progresses. Even mm. though there's literally going to be two big RPGs coming out within the next five days as of this <laughs> recording, and those will probably eat up most of my time uh, as of that point. So yeah, that's for me. Uh, for me, my standout is the King of Fighters 15, which Tyler graciously gave to me for my birth. Was it my birthday? I think it was my birthday, right? Um, or it was second February. Yeah, so I think it, I think it was either birthday or just you were just being really fucking generous. Uh, which again, thank you, buddy. Uh, that game Congrats. because that game got me into King of Fighters. I was not a King of Fighters fan player at all, and then after I got that game, I fucking just went into it deep fucking dive uh, of King of Fighters, but like I just loved the game, I fell in love with the characters I found my characters and what do you know, I found the cheapest fucking character in the damn game just by picking him because he did this round punch and it was hilarious um, thank you Ralph uh, I think he got nerfed a bit too which sucks but whatever, it's fine it happens um, it, it happens. Uh, but yeah, KL, because like that KLF, like I went on a journey as my head disappears when I do this. Um, KLF, like I did that and I started watching lore videos. I started watching, listening to podcasts around SNK and it's just been one thing. I wish I played the game more, but it still has a matchmaking problem, so I don't really play it as much. But I still fell in love with it and it was still a fan fucking great time 
when I did play it. I wouldn't have traded that space otherwise, and especially that first attempt I did with you uh, several months ago. Yeah, that was fun as shit. I really need to get back into that game. King of Fighters 15 super dope. Yes. Um, honestly, as I'm going through this list, a lot of my year so far has been like playing catch-up on older games, like going into my backlog and stuff, because um, there hasn't been a lot of big releases that have stuck with me. So I'm just kind of like, I assume we're doing like round robin style. Um, so I'm just kind of going to go like, you know, month by month here. Um, and we'll start with, <laughs> uh, as, as much as I did enjoy Master Duel, I didn't, I didn't like really stick with it that much. Um, I'll still dabble in like, you know, with you and everything, but. Hey man, uh, once we get your deck constructed, you'll find yourself in yeah. life. Um, so I want to focus on something that hasn't been said yet. Um, so I'm going to shout out uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, um, which is another game like I, I didn't super connect with. Uh, I have my issues with it, but like it's really cool, like from the standpoint of like, you know, they, they take the mechanics from this game and put them into the next gen titles. And like those are going to be better because they tested some of those things out here. Um, and I like some of the new regional forums and things like that. Like, I didn't overall enjoy the game, but there's some really cool stuff in it, and I like that they did something different uh, with a spinoff title that makes me, like, more excited about yeah, what's the game to come. Was neat. It was neat, but just completing it was a big pain right. in the ass, and that's what turned yeah. it off for me. I have, I have no desire to go back and beat it or anything, but, like, it was, it was a neat experiment, and I'm glad I tried it. Um, Ollie Ollie World, uh, for me, uh, which was uh, another th- <laughs> log uh, who uh, works on the game. He was a tester for for the for Fire Division. He worked on help publish that game. Uh, I I never. It's been so long since I enjoyed a, a, a skateboarding game. Like I, I did not try the Tony Hawk skateboarding shit at all. I just you know the last time I played a skateboarding game was like on the PlayStation One. Uh, but this one was just so refreshing and it didn't even really feel like a skateboarding game. It felt more like a just a 2D action platformer with but just an intense focus on speed and especially as you got to the internet game and you like learned all these tricks to basically get through either more points or through go through certain obstacles. It's a wonder it's a wonderfully amazing game. And it's also very chill. Like even if you fuck up multiple times, it's just has this atmosphere of just chill. And there's DLC coming out for it, in like, I think either in, in a couple months and then also some in the fall. So, um, at least that's what I last heard. I haven't seen an update on it anywhere yet, but I was gonna, I was, I was remember, I was gonna buy, I was gonna go home, I was gonna buy it for my birthday, and then Lowe just says, here, here's the, here's the code. Enjoy. <laughs> um, and even better that it was, like, the deluxe edition, which comes with the DLC, or when it, when it ever comes out, so... Yeah, that that's that's another one that's that's still sticks to me. I, and like every now and then, not too often, because I've beaten the game. I beat the game back in February, but every now and then, like if if I got if I'm feeling like yeah, I don't really want to focus on anything too much, I'll turn it on and just do a course, even if I've beaten it already, just to see what I can do. It's insanely fun. If you haven't tried out Ollie Ollie World at this point, please go try it. It's it's stupid goofy fun. I don't know if this really counts, but I want to give a shout-out to uh, Cuphead the Delicious Last Course. Like, it's technically DLC, but it may as well be its uh, own game with how long the DLC uh, took to come out. Like, 
just being able to play a whole bunch of new bosses, playing as Miss Chalice, um, just a whole bunch of the new shit that they put in there, it's still fun to play. Like, just, just an excuse to go back to Cuphead in general is always fun to me. Like, go check out the Delicious Last Course if you haven't tried it already. That game is stupid fun. Oh, um... So my... Again, I'm just going month by month here. Uh, my February pick is going to be Cyberpunk 2077. Um, it, it counts because it was basically a whole new game when they released the next-gen version. Uh, and it's still what I need to get back to, but it's super fun. Um, I talked about it on the podcast, so I'm not going to get too into it. But, like, I bought it on PS4 waiting for the free upgrade, not really knowing that much about it except for, you know, hearing all the bad things. Um, so when I finally got to actually sit down and try it myself, like, it's it's one of those open-world games that, like, I don't mind just wandering around and exploring. Like, usually they kind of lose me, but I think it's because you're in a city for the most part. There's just a lot of things to wander around and see. Um, and the people are interesting, and I don't know. It's, it's really cool. I like the, you know, the different options you can make in dialogue and all that stuff. Uh, for me, I guess we'll move on to March. Uh, Tunic. Because uh, I don't want to talk about Triangle Strategy Ties. Even though I haven't been back to but it. I was going uh, You can talk about it too, Crown. Uh. There's no rules here. Um, Jesus. <coughs> uh, yeah, especially considering you like the game more than I do. Um, uh, it was your excitement that made me fucking even try the damn game in the first place. Because I was like, this looks boring. When I first saw the trailer, I thought it looked basic as hell. Um, and then I played it, and it was just like, holy shit, this is, this is like Dark Souls, but a cute fox. And I just became enamored with it. It was, it was so much fun. And until it got bullshit. But until then, um, it was great exploring this world and traversing through it and figuring out, just not knowing where to go. And it really felt like an old school experience. Um, but with just enough modern uh, modern qualities of life that I loved it, I would probably never beat it because I hate what it did. Um, but I still think it has merit to it, uh, in all honesty. Um, I, I, maybe at some point I'll go back and I'll stream it and I'll, I'll do the whole thing. But that definitely was a standout. And thanks to Xbox Game Pass, I would have never even tried it. Hell, I bought it, I bought it for this bitch's birthday. That's how much I know he is going to yep. love it. You know, he had access to it on two different ways. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it uh, to an extent. But what was there was really solid. T-Man. Um, another uh, game that uh, legitimate surprised me, uh, Shredder's Revenge. Uh, it almost came out of nowhere. We've been anticipating the game for a while, and... It actually surprised me with um, how fun it is. Like, I knew it was going to be fun. Ninja Turtles beat em up uh, retro style. How could you go wrong? But it actually held my attention a bit longer than I thought it would. Like, I've beaten the game twice at this point, and it's just fun fighting foot soldiers, man, along with some of the OG uh, Turtles villains, like the Rat King, uh, Shredder himself, Krang. You know, just going through it all. It's just a fun time, man. 
Um, okay, we're actually going to spend a little time in March. I forgot how good that month was. Um, and I'm not going to talk about Tunic, because you know that I loved it, and you already talked about it, so I'm going to save that one and go with uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Because um, oh. I really liked that game. It's another one I need to get back to. Um, I've been talking about doing multiplayer on it, so I didn't want to get too far. And that never panned out, so I need to just go back to it myself. But there's just too many games, and I have ADD, so I keep losing track. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 like it's somewhat of a Souls like, which I don't usually get into. But it's also not open world, so it's not overwhelming. Like I like the individual levels and how they look distinct from each other. Um, and you can just kind of go back as needed, you know, grind out gear, whatever. But it's still got that more challenging combat where it's like you have to actually, you know, mix it up and dodge and use the mechanics rather than just hit, you know, hit a button to win. It's hard, but like in a satisfying way. Um, the gear system sucks. Uh, the The story is nothing. But like, I don't know, there's still some charm there. Like, I would not be surprised if it's up on my game of the year list. Just because, like, the parts I like about it are really satisfying. Um, hmm. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, since that was another Dang it. from March, which, like, hey, you had a choice, motherfucker. Uh, you had a choice. Uh, but feel and that was my next in. choice. Um, um,. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, obviously we knew this game was going to be good, but it was really solid. Like, they found a way to make Kirby feel, still feel like Kirby, and granted, not a full 3D environment, but I feel like a full 3D Kirby game would just not, not completely work in the way, and they would have to change a lot of stuff for it, and it wouldn't be Kirby anymore. But it, it was still fun, so charming, and of course you still had the Elder Tour at the end. I really want to go back. And at some point, and like do all the bonus content or like the end game stuff, and get all all the weapons maxed out. Like I didn't do that on purpose, so I, could co- I have something to come back to. I always do that with like Nintendo stuff because I know if I do it right away, I'm gonna not want to do it later on. So I have something to look forward to when I come back. Um, yeah, uh, and, and of course it looks it looks still look pretty, uh, proving to us that that gra- art style. Uh, I will take art style over uh, graphic quality any other day. Because um, granted, this game does have problems visually, but I think it still looks really, really good regardless. Um, and uh, thank you for uh, giving us Car Kirby or Kirby Kirby. Kirby. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, that's just what I'll say. Ty, you got one. Oh yeah, uh, there was one other new game that I played this year, uh, aside from Sonic Origins, though. That game kind of lived up to expectation, in all honesty. Um, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, even though I haven't played too much of it, um, the game itself is pretty fun. Um, I played a whole bunch of Lego Star Wars as a kid, uh, both games actually, and, um, just the prospect of playing uh, this uh, new revamped one uh, with a uh, new graphics engine and a new uh, gameplay palette through all nine episodes of uh, the movies uh, is pretty novel. And it does uh, scratch the Star Wars itch that I get every once in a blue, uh, which I wanted to alleviate with Cinema Shop, but that didn't win out the poll. 
uh, though I am grateful that we're watching the Ghibli movies, by the way. So, I'll just leave out my um, Star Wars uh, stuff that way. Once I get back around to it, I'll have to uh, coax my brother-in-law to play that game with me. We're both big Star Wars nuts. It's a great game. It's um, again, I don't really want to repeat anything. I mean, Kirby's dope. I love it. Um, but... I'm trying to scroll through. Like, I actually I own uh, Lego Star Wars and have not played it yet. Um, I'm trying to scroll through and find something else. Because I'm trying to go month by month. But, like, there's really nothing in April. Um, I mean, there was the, the Chrono Cross remaster, but that was kind of disappointing, honestly. Like, it doesn't feel that great to play. What a, what a shock. Um, I still love the game, but I don't know. There's just nothing really special about the remaster. And I've had a hard time going back to it. Um, but I think I'm just going to skip ahead. And like my, my last pick, basically, is going to be Diablo Immortal. Um, I mean, I know it sounds crazy because like that game is monetized to hell. And like, huh, pun. <laughs> hell pun. Um <laughs> oh, I gotcha. And, like, there's a lot of, you know, toxic mechanics in it. But, like, I really enjoy the game. It's a lot of fun. And I have put more time in that than I have probably anything else so far this year. So, I mean, I have to shout it out. And no one else is going to talk about it. So, I know I've got it covered. Yeah. That's <laughs> mm, you, buddy. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Uh, this is Baby's first expansion right here, and God, it is... The new monsters, I've only done it a few hours into it. I need to put more time into it off when Thomas and I aren't streaming, but I'm already happy with it. Um, with the new armors, the new locale, the the new lore, the new, like, the... the, the being able to switch skills in, in battle allows for flashier shit, and it's... It just feels like it's a whole. It really feels like it's a whole new game. Even old monsters that you fight in the new in the expansion get whole new moves. So it's it's like going from Street Fighter to the World Warrior to uh to to hyper fighting. Like all of a sudden, wait, you have a fireball now? When did that happen? <laughs> um, it's it's insane. Um, it becomes Rainbow Edition. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I can't. I cannot wait. I. Thank God! Thank you! I'm, I'm, I, I thank, uh, Thomas, I'm glad I bought you the game, and Thomas, thank you for buying me, uh, Sun, Sunbreak, uh, because I need to put more time to it off time, I really do, like, just a couple of hunts a day, uh, for only 99 cents a day, you can support Ben's monster hunting addiction, but I, I'm really, ha I'm really happy with it, um, with Monster Hunt overall, and this, as my first expansion, being, master ranked and all this shit I feel like I, I made it I made it I'm here um, they could have sold this for $60 by itself but um, it's just a $40 expansion and I'm happy with it I'm really happy Tyler went around the sub buddy that's pretty much all I got um, the only other new game I played was uh, Sonic Origins and um uh, Aside from, like, the quality of life stuff that they added and the new cutscenes, there really isn't that much to say, in all honesty. 
Like, I still love playing the old Sonic games, don't get me wrong, but uh, the abundance of uh, new glitches can only get you so far. Yeah, or the fucking awful Carnival Nights remix in not a... Yeah, fun. that too. That, that, I don't really... Launch Base is whatever. Uh, the other one is whatever. It's it, Ice Cap is bad. It's fine. It's just, why did you fuck up Carnival Nights so bad? Um... So there you go. I think I think that I think that does it for that topic. A good, healthy a dose of the year, a lot of variety. Um, uh, let us know what you guys are. Some of your there, there's one okay, one game that you that came out before July before July of this July previous that you want to play. You have access to. You do not have. I will go first because I know mine. Neon White. I have it. I bought it on sale during when it came out because everyone was talking about it. I have yet to try it because I'm an idiot. That's the one, one I want to try. This is probably going to sound weird coming from me. I actually kind of want to try out Elden Ring. Hmm. Like, uh, the idea of Souls games is neat. I'm honestly terrible at uh, Souls-like games. I actually tried getting into Dark Souls 1 before we started and promptly got my ass kicked. Um, that's just the nature of those games. But after hearing that, you can get the fucking Dragon Slayer from Berserk in that game. It's like, I gotta try this, man. Like, I wanna get that sword and, like, slay demons with that shit. Maybe I won't be maidenless anymore. That'd be cool. Good call. Uh, I already said mine. Um, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Collection, or whatever it's called. Um... I bought it at launch to play with my wife, and then we just haven't yet. Um, you know, various things, being sick, busy, that kind of traveling. stuff. Um, Although y'all could have played it traveling. like in, in, No, it's on PS5. <laughs> oh, okay, I forgot, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I bought it on... Yeah. Well, that's a good one. I've been playing through it. Um, it's just, you're not, it's, it's, I, I, I can only imagine how much fun it is in co op. Um, I've heard it's hit or miss. Like, right, my friend cool. is playing it with his spouse. And it, like, sometimes the second player gets stuck with, like, a droid or something that can't do much. But other times it's really cool. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it'll, it, it'll depend. R2's. That's the nature <laughs> of LEGO games. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is. Okay, let us know what games that you have played this year that have left an impact, and what game that you didn't play uh, came out that you have. But you know, we all have those. We have we have a. It's called a backlog for a reason. It's called a backlog for a fucking reason. Um, and of course, we got a very busy second half of this year already, um, which is insane. Thank you, Xbox Game Pass, for allowing me to pray for our souls. Yeah, pray for our wallets. <laughs> um, I don't go homeless before the end of the year. Anyways, uh, worse, so. let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Justin, where can the people find you? You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch or TikTok. Um, I am actually finishing up the first season of my uh, PlayStation Randomizer series. Um, I just need a little bit of a break from it so I can work on some like you know real YouTube stuff. Um. I'm in like the early phases of um, recording and writing out the uh, games for my uh, overly ambitious GBA games video. I did the DS games, promised that next would be GBA games, and then like four months happened and I lost track of everything. So I need to get back to that. 
Um, but, you know, time-wise, I, I can't do all of these things, so... Figured I'd just wrap up the PlayStation Randomizer series and then uh, move on. But um, on the Twitch side, uh, me and Thomas just finished up Man of Madon, which was a lot of fun. A um, little anticlimactic, but it was it was a pretty cool game. Some interesting like choice things in there, and like the asymmetric gameplay and whatnot. Um, at one point, I saw him chasing me as a scary old hag, while he was just trying to give me a hug uh, as like his normal, you know, cute character. So that was weird. Um, but I don't actually know what we're doing next. Um, I know that I'm going to start alternating weeks uh, because my friend Chris will be available to stream like every other Thursday for Prime 2. So we have to figure out something to do in the alternating weeks. Um, haven't decided yet, but we've got a few days. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Tyler! You can follow me on Twitter at HatesatTy. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I do apologize for not putting out content on the channel for quite a bit. I've been kind of in a rut for uh, video making, what with um, my work schedule conflicting with my video making schedule. Uh, it'll come out eventually, that's all I can confirm. I also stream live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tireshoes1. Um, I apologize for not streaming recently in the past few weeks. I've been sick with COVID. What can you do? But uh, I'm also uh, working on a bit of rebranding, a bit of rescheduling. Um, so just keep an eye out on um, my Twitter and all that stuff for any pending updates. Uh, it's going to be hype. On the cinema shot side of things, uh, by the time the audio version of this episode drops, uh, we will also be dropping uh, our episode on Grave with the Fireflies. That one is something. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, you just have to listen to, yeah, if you've never seen it, you, if you know, you know. And uh, you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy. Uh, and you can follow me, and you can catch me live four times a week at twitch.tv slash iggy2814, where I stream four times a week, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Time. Check the schedule I've been playing. Uh, I stream Guardians on Sunday. I may not do it anymore because I foolishly assumed that if you had streaming on, they would take the license music <laughs> out, put their own music in. Oof. They don't, yeah. and it's boring as hell. It it kills the mood so like, hard. There's just no music and I at all. Oh, no. to there's no music. Oof. Like there's, like, like in the title screen, there's no music. Occasionally, you'll hear like the Star Lord music play. I'm like, okay, maybe you get the huddle, you get the ho ho ho, you'll get that. But if you have sh stream mode on. And yeah, it's it's terrible. It's I was like, fuck it, turning it on, turning the music really low. I can't do this. I cannot play it like that. That's bullshit. Fucking fuck you, music companies. Like seriously, you're nobody's gonna take your fucking sales from stream. Nobody, nobody. You already put the shit on free streaming platforms, anyways, assholes. Fuck. Ah, oh, God, it's so stupid. Uh, it's probably, I don't know. I might not stream it next Sunday. But 
We're still still we're still streaming um, Spirit Fair, which that is still turning into an emotional, wonderful journey. God, that game is so beautiful. And of course, Wednesday Super Mario RPG. We have two of the legendary seven stars, so only five more to go. So I'll probably get the next two, hopefully on this coming stream. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Uh, and of course, Saturdays are Monster Hunter uh, Sunbreak streams. Uh, and so, yeah. And of course, go to Churchill.com for this episode. For the other shows. Thank you for listening, everybody. We're going to get out of here and go not die in the heat tomorrow, hopefully. And we'll be back next time for another Charge Games Gamescast. Until next time, stay charged. Chill out, everybody. Literally.